This is an Adventures in Middle-earth actual play using Fantasy Grounds. You can find session summaries, items and characters on Obsidian Portal, where our campaign is called In the Shadow of the Mountains. You can cross-reference this episode as 29, 47, 3rd Age, Kinstrife and Grim Tidings Episode 2. You'll find links to that and our other forms of media for our sessions, as well as an index of this episode in the description. This episode, we're missing Amalfrida's player Stuart. It's almost a double-length episode as well, because I wanted to get all of our time in Stonyford into one episode. Sorry about that, I'll try to keep them a bit shorter when I can. Previously on. The Fellowship came across Bjorning warriors slain by orcs. They've been guarding a prisoner who escaped in that attack. On bearing the bad news to Bjorn, the huge warrior tasked the group to track down the fugitive, Odoric, and bring him back for justice. The trail has led the party to Odoric's home, the small hamlet of Stonyford. What I suggest is, for Niels Bennett, if you guys go through the, your Fellowship phase activities for him, Neil, I know you wrote, you wrote up uh, Sigmar as third level, but kind of give a bit of thinking time to anything specific you may want to add. You can always add it into Obsidian Portal later. Um, so, Chris, as you kind of kicked off, why don't you start then, Steve, go through what uh, your guy did, and then we can probably get started. I think hopefully he'll be able to join, but I don't want to start too much later. Okay, I won't read it out because... Tracy's fine, yeah. Tracy's fine. So basically, I spent a bit of time with my family um, in uh, Traitor's Hill, so my sister and her husband and kids. Uh, but then after a while, um, although I was really enjoying spending time just in the norm- normality and sort of little tasks, I knew that I had to go to Roscobel and report back to Radagast and his team of scholars as to what I've been doing since I was sent out into the wide world to actually experienced firsthand what was going on and report back. So I knew I had to report back. So I went back to uh, Rosgabel, um, and obviously they knew I was coming because all the little birds and birds and bees were twittering on Radagast's shoulder, telling him my every move. And I relayed what had happened, uh, and he listened lots and lots and lots and lots and very avidly to the stories uh, with loads and loads of questions, some of which I could understand and some of which I didn't understand at all, but almost days and days of questions. Um and then after I'd sort of reported back, I then had a bit of time to do my own research, lots of loose ends um, from what we'd seen and encountered. So I did a bit of research, um, and that was basically me levelling up to become a master scholar. Um, and then I thought, ah, I've got some real insights here. So I went running back to my colleagues and said, but but look at this, look at this, what about this? And I think it means this. And then I very quickly realised that that was still pretty naive, uh, and I hadn't cracked it all after a couple of months out in the, in the big wide world. So that was a bit... Um, Crashing, but then I sort of girded my loins and did some more of my own research. Um, realized that the text I was using, I really had to speak the black speech to be able to understand them properly and also to get every nuance of the quotes rather than relying on other people's translations. So that was part of um, going up a level in skull. I did went for dark knowledge, and part of that is that you gain the black speech. So that's where that fitted in. And I spent a bit but, of time. But also, more worryingly, you gained four shadow points. So. I was coming to that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you've read Board of, have you read Board of the Rings, any of you? By the Harvard yes. Lampoon. Yeah. There was, was a ZX Spectrum game of that, wasn't there? <laughs> oh, was that? When I think it's when Frodo gets the ring, part of the part of the symptoms from when he gets the ring is he, he's very constipated. I was gonna put that in there as well. <laughs> Half of his dreams were filled with sort of dark worries and he was very constipated. See if got the reference. But anyway, yes. So um sort of thinking about all these things as well 
Hathis gets very good at solving riddles and part of being a master scholar is you gain a bonus proficiency which he took in solving riddles so that's where that fits in um and, but as john said oh yeah as john said uh, um i also gained four shadow points so now my sleep is somewhat troubled by the hopelessness of our situation we've got so much to do and the enemy is so strong and sophisticated and so many people helping him etc and then as a break from all this because obviously it's, it's quite um mentally tiring i would get up early in the mornings and go and train with huan my dog um and my fellowship phase undertaking was to teach him to fight without command so he can now sort of leap in and distract an opponent and hopefully give me an opportunity to smack him on the head and run away um i don't want to risk him um because he's not just something to be squandered but if he can help a little bit that would be good and very lastly i realized that i needed, I needed to um get a missile weapon because throwing the odd dagger isn't really contributing in a sort of uh artillery situation so Hathis has got himself bow and arrows he's learned to do it a bit he's not very good at it not very proud of it at all it's very unscholarly so he hides it and doesn't really admit it or get it out in public but that's what he's done so that was kind of the list of what he'd done in his fellowship so it was just ticking off all the things that happened during the fellowship phase and going up a level it's just slotting him into a narrative rather than just oh yeah I did these four things and part yeah, of the reason I wrote it up was because I was dying to know what other people had done because we all fork, don't we, in our pathways at third level? You choose: are you an I don't know, are you an agent or a, a spy? Are you a, a rider or a whatever the foe hammer, etc. In all the different classes. So I was quite intrigued as oh, you know, what specialities that other people got. So I thought if I if I show you mine, you might show me yours. <laughs> Just to remind everyone around corruption, as it's kind of a fairly new concept, you're kind of okay well you want to keep your corruption minimized because the higher it gets the more at risk you are of going to the dark side type thing so the, the main consequence of corruption uh, initially would be if it rises above your wisdom and fortunately happens is very wise then you become miserable which is massive penalties you, you basically get disadvantage on a, attack rolls and you've automatically failed charisma ability checks, which for Hathers would be catastrophic as your main negotiator. You, there are certain ways of encounter, of countering that, but we, we won't cover that until we need to. Um, and you could also have bouts of madness. So it kind of reflects what was happening to Frodo during the Lord of the Rings, I guess, as the kind of way they're, they're trying, to, trying to manage it. It's quite well done. Anyway, thanks, uh, Chris. Uh, Steve, do you want to go through yours? Yeah, um, so Monan spent the winter at Woodland Hall, uh, working the forge, uh, making friends, and trying to make a friendship along with uh, Ingemar, the elder, which I think Sigmar made far, far more of a friendship, so I think you unlocked him as a patron in the end. But um, use working the forge all through the winter then allowed him to use the fellowship uh, undertaking of Open the Sanctuary, so we've got that sanctuary to ours now. And then for the actual level up, he went down the weapon master route, which meant that um, you could choose uh, a weapon uh, called Birthright, which starts off as extra damage and extra to hit. And then as time goes by, you can choose certain bits about it. So you can, like, for example, lower the fumble rate or increase the critical or um, um, I think it can be advantage against certain species. I don't know. We'll come to that when we, when we get to that bridge. But yeah, so that, and I think sort of admin wise he just went round and did a shop of 
standard adventuring stuff like uh, a lantern, which I realised we didn't really have, chalk, mirrors, all bits and bobs that normally my other characters are playing other campaigns and can't carry, so it's nice actually to stack, uh, stock up on things like that. But yeah, so that was it. So actually, Woodland Hall has become almost like a, a second place for him, So like a, which is probably good, because he spends most of his time up in the north in Dale and Erebor, and then when he's down in the south, he can be in Woodland Hall. And that's really all he did. Good stuff. Thank you. That's perfect. Um, so, Neil, I mean, don't rush your your narrative if you want to put one together here, but uh, at least kind of maybe describe what forks you took and things at, at third. Uh, yeah, well, uh, because he looks a, a bit like a, a disreputable rogue, people always treat him like one, and so he tends to behave like one. But recently people have been relying on him and, and trusting him and so on, so it's kind of had a bit of an effect on him. So um, he's he's kind of... Doing things like shaving and, and combing his hair and stuff. And, uh, Good heavens, everything <laughs> looking a bit more reputable. Uh, so and, plus two to charisma. Well, <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think definitely. Uh, no, so so um, he's, he's decided to take on to try and be responsible, and and uh, that's why he's kind of uh, chatted up Ingemar um, to see if he can actually formally. Do some good in the world, and 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 you know, carrying out quests for him. Uh, and he's gone down the agent route in, in Trisha Hunter, which said she's a kind of spy. Um, so mm-hmm. I can observe an enemy for a while, and then you get a bunch of benefits that you can choose. Okay, um, that's cool. Uh, yeah, so kind of make some decisions around what you where you've headed and those kind of things over time. You don't need to kind of wing that now, but. Um... That's good. Uh, you've got some good balance in the party. Um, I'm working with, so I'm working, I'll just let you know, with uh, Amal Frieda. Um, had some interaction over the last couple of days uh, about her development. So she's, we're going to try and work on a slightly different path. Uh, neither of us really felt that r- there's one option, which is the rider that that's not doesn't really have a great cultural fit with the awnings um i can understand it because it's an animal but we're going to try and work on an alternative background with uh with Stuart, i think um for amalfrida just don't know what it's going to look like yet so he he may well pick something temporarily for the session and then we'll revisit it once we've got it worked out uh but yeah there were some revelations about amalfrida we learned as well um and i kind of just cover those well hopefully he's still trying to get in his her sorry her two brothers were they kind of disappeared during the battle of the five armies or around that time and when their bodies were returned to them um, and they were they were retrieved they had strange arrow wounds in their backs um and i'm afraid it detected that on one of them at least there was a yellow a yellow poppy poison within the wound and her father who knew orc kind better than she did believe that that wasn't caused by orcs she's has a suspicions about someone who lived close by who had a real animosity to her eldest brother could have been behind it because he also went off to war with them um but there's no proof um and the only lead she found was a uh, he returned actually he returned through the paths above mirkwood whereas most of bjorn and the fellow bjornings who came back west, went through on the elf path through Workwood. Uh, and there's rumours that basically deserters took that path. 
uh, north, uh, to, and they could well have left well before the battle. Um, these are all rumours. She needs to investigate it. But he did return, the, the person who had animosity with her brother, I'm afraid I can't remember his name at the moment, but he did return with a man from, a human from Dale, um, which is strange because Dale was very close to the battle site. Uh, and that, that man disappeared um, shortly after they returned to the uh, settlement near, near where she grew up. So that was her rough sort of bit of history that we learned. But um, yeah, she's a woman in turmoil. She's still deeply upset by all of the things that happened back there. So if you remembered, um, you were on the trail of an escaped prisoner. It, it looks like based on all the clues you'd found and based on some rumours you'd heard on the road, uh, and this is all in the write-up, but you tracked this fella, um, Oderick, down to uh, an Stony old village. Ford. Stony Ford, yeah. Um, Stony Bridge. <laughs> Stony Bridge, yeah, to Stony Ford. <laughs> and... There was tales of bloody murder there. And as you walked up, firstly, let's see if this works. It's raining again. Um, and secondly, let's see if I can actually get some rain going here. It's raining as you walk up to the village. It's pretty cool. Uh, it's a cool autumn day. Um, it is the 12th of the 4th, which is... Um, Astron in the, uh, in the calendar of Middle Earth and you're happy actually to be all together strangely developing a, a strong bond after uh, spending a lot of the late last year together uh, despite getting back to the sort of creature comforts of living in bed sleeping in beds and stuff you're enjoying being back on the road together um, so as you come back up to the village and just check that the audio is not too loud the rain i can turn it down a bit it's fine probably here. mainly for you, for no, you. I think okay, right. good. um so as you come up to the village again you see three um beornings come out of the village very obviously have seen you mm -hmm. and they're walking up to you um so you're, you're aware um and this is mainly Amal Frieda who kind of tells you about this village as you come up, but you're aware that there's not been a ford at Stony Ford for probably hundreds of years, and that's where it got its name. Um, and the river was once passable here, but it no longer is. There was a tumble-down pile of stones atop a low hill where there was once a watchtower that probably guarded a road at some time. The village remains, though, and there's a, it's not much more than a few dozen wooden huts clustered around the foot of the mound by the river. Uh, most of the folk here are Bjornings who survived by fishing and hunting, as they've done for many generations. So it's not a large village, not a wealthy place at all, and obviously significantly in decline from earlier eras. As you come up to the village, you see the three Bjornings facing you are an old sort of grey-beard Bjorning who's leaning heavily on a staff, and he's looking at you askance, especially moaning. He almost, you get a sense that he scowls when he looks at Monin, but he's he looks much more open when he sees that you've got a Bjorning with you. You then have uh, a fairly proud-looking Bjorning woman, probably in her late 20s, and she's standing in the middle of the three, and then on her left is very obviously a warrior. He's got uh, an axe out in both hands, a large one, and he is kind of almost like looking to her for a lead. 
So that's what you see as you walk up, and the... Let me turn that music off, that's getting annoying. The woman steps forward as you uh, come up and says, um, Hello, I'm Ava. Strangers we don't welcome to our homes. Unless you have business here, you must move on. Woodland Hall's but a few days travel east of here. Doubt you shall find better hospitality there. We've suffered enough sorrows in recent days. I beg you, just leave us in peace. Um, are we, have we agreed to let Amwell Frieda do the talking, or are we going <laughs> to gonna... push in ourselves? It's obviously a bit hard of the session with Amwell Frieda not here. Hey, don't push yourself. <laughs> <Let> me... <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'll run the entire thing myself. Let me uh, free up ownership. Uh, does someone want to take Amwell Frieda and play her as a second PC just for this session? I think Neil should, because I've seen oh. suspicion that the second rank of talking will be Hathis, so I don't want it to be, if, if, if anyone needs to help Anne or Frieda out, I don't want it to be Hathis well, interjected. See, one of the things about um, uh, becoming an agent is uh, about diplomacy and charm. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I'm happy to play if you want. Uh, well, we could do randomly yeah, she, if you want. She's, she is not charismatic, so she might not, and she's, she, I mean, I know Stuart plays her as being quite nervous and not forthcoming with her own opinions <clears> much. <throat> so she feels she's young, so she feels like she How do I find to her better. In on the PC, I she should now appear there. So you just double click and you should you know, that would take control of her. And hear water dripping off your cloaks onto your onto the ground by your boots. Squatching through the mud. So you don't have to play it through Alfreda, she is a beorning. Um you've got you had a, a very good relationship with Bjorn having left his home so you're relatively aware of the Bjorn uh, Bjorn in culture bet much better than you did before you obviously visited him so um so Ava's looking at you expectantly expecting to turn around basically so at least what people Bjorn yeah they're all Bjornings old grey beard Ava who's a woman who stepped forward to speak and then a fairly grim looking Bjorning warrior on his le on her left well, Alfred will hold her hand up, palm forward in the standard we are not going to hurt you gesture and say, we are Bjornings all, and these are my friends. So Ava nods. Um, the old man, he sort of grimaces a bit, but then, okay, what do you got to say, he says. And you, you're fairly, I mean, Amalfrida is definitely aware that Bjornings are typically fairly gruff and not open to a lot of conversation at the best of times, so that's probably not that unusual. Uh, remind me why we're here again. As a... To remind you why we're here, Amerovich was taking um, Odric up to the Carrack because he was charged with killing this woman's husband that he was potentially theoretically found in bed with. Amerovich um, was killed by the orcs, as was his helper. Odric got away and we followed his trail to Stonyford, which is where he came from and where the bloody murder happened. And Bjorn asked us re to recapture the prisoner, um, to bring him back so he can at least face the justice that he was on his way to face anyway when he left with Merovich. The prisoner being, do we know the guy's name? Yeah, I posted Audrey. it into out, out of character chat on in Fantasy Grounds. Odric, I think, was an, wasn't Odric the name of the chap that escaped and we were chasing, uh, trailing? Yeah. Odric. Release Odric. Okay, so yeah, uh, 
just a quick summary there, Neil. Odric was the man accused of murder. He's the guy that escaped, could well have had something to do, or maybe orcs with the death of the guards transporting yeah. him to the Carrick. Rathvik was the uh, the man he murdered. Um, just, who would who who came here? Yeah, so it's uh, thanks for posting that in the chat. I said, uh, I hear you had some sorrow now. Uh, I said, manners you're forgetting as well. I know, do you not greet anybody nowadays? I'm moaning. Heart, Heartwolf, um, who's the the man? He says, I'm Heartwolf, and I'm not talking to you, dwarf. And then he turns deliberately, very obviously, and rudely back to. Amalfrida. Which um, which one is that? Is that the old one or the warrior he's, one? He's the old, old greybeard. Yeah, he's the and, and as, as he says that the the warrior one kind of looks a bit nervously across at the old man because <laughs> the old man doesn't not look like the sort of guy that would be able to defend himself if something kicks off. Yeah, the other the other guy the other guy looks like he's the muscle there, so he he doesn't look that pleased with what the old guy says, but. He's introduced himself as Hartwolf, and um, he's uh, uh, obviously dismissed you completely, Moaning. Um, Ava, you get a sense she's a bit pissed off with the old man um, mm. and doesn't say anything, but sort of says, so, uh, lady, don't really need anyone coming through here. Why have you come to Stonyford? We don't get visitors very often. Sent here by Bjorn. Need to know any more? You best not so come away. She raises her eyebrows. Why did Bjorn send you here? His business, isn't it? Not yours to turn us away. It's my business to protect the village. Tell that to Bjorn. If I can uh, possibly interject to try and add some detail here to help everyone, um, you may recall Merovich uh, passing this way recently and taking away Odric to be questioned about the sad events involving the demise, I believe, of Rathvik. Unfortunately, Merovich was slain by orcs while taking Odric to Bjorn, and Bjorn himself, at Merovich's funeral, tasked us with finding Odric and bringing him to the justice that he has uh, rather fortuitously evaded, possibly by no action on his own, but Bjorn's justice must still be served. See, that's what I just said. <laughs> and it's Amalfrida. Uh, you're it's that's speaking at the moment, Neil. Yeah? yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. The woman looks across at you, and you can see her sort of brows tighten a bit. The old man's inscrutable. You can't really tell what he's thinking. Hmm. They whisper, she whispers to the old man who kind of nods a bit. Mm. These are grim tidings. Odric is a murderer and a kinslayer. We thought that by sending him to the Carrick for judgment, we were done with this evil. The old man kind of curses under his breath about bloody ghosts and evil in the in the world now. Um, and the, the younger fighter, like... <laughs> It's like knuckles are white on his axe and he's looking around where it is if expecting Odric to probably jump from behind a tree or come out the river or something like that. Give me a... So, Neil, give me a... an intelligence traditions introductory check. If you want to help Hathas... Yes. This is Ramalfrida. If you want to help Hathas, because you did contribute to this... Um, mm -hmm. 
So this is, they're very hard to impress, basically, this, this village. So that will be at disadvantage. Your roll will as well, Hathis, if you, if you, I'll just let you roll that in a minute. If you, okay, that, 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 I think it'll fail anyway. But if you succeed, Amalfrida, you're, um, you'll be able to cancel out the disadvantage. So just leave that a second for Amalfrida, Neil. Um, okay. So if you succeed in yours, you'll cancel out that disadvantage. Pathos, so you, you told the kind of story about why you're here. So you want me to roll for traditions with disadvantage, yeah? Yeah. 18 or 18. <laughs> Holy mackerel. So okay. 26 is. So, Neil, <laughs> I'm afraid just, uh, just roll again, and this is not a disadvantage anymore for a traditions check. Good girl. Oh, nice. <laughs> Plus eight, minus one. Okay. She whispers to the old man again. The old man nods, and looking fairly grim, but he nods to you and says, All right, appreciate you coming here, and I appreciate you doing Bjorn's bidding and they speak again and she says all right come on in odric's house which she directs you to it um, as they kind of walk back through the gates trudging back through the rain he, he lived here it's an empty house near the near the river bank um he's not around obviously if you want to use this temporarily while you're talking to us and other people you're welcome to it uh small but should be dry inside appreciate the help let's turn around she says, come and come and talk to us if you want. You can share a fire. We've got fish to eat. And let's have a let's have a conversation this evening. Okay. Busy today, but don't go don't do anything stupid. Um the other the other young man then says to her, What about our weapons? Ava. And Ava says, um, yeah, yeah, give your weapons over. Don't want any trouble here. Uh if you give them to Williford, points to the young Young man, you can have them back when you leave the village. How um, horrifying would that be to be a, to, to a Bjorni? Is that not where you grew up? Because you needed them. There were wolves that attacked your sheep and stuff, Amalfrida. Um, Monin's just spent the entire winter <laughs> crafting a m- marvelous weapon. Uh, I kind of leave it up to the rest of you about how how good you you, you find that. Monin's been spending his time glowering at the old man, and as soon as he hears that, he, he just, you can hear his teeth visibly grind together, and he sort of looks at Alfredo <laughs> pleadingly. I thought we were on Bjorn's business, and you're gonna disarm mm. me? I'll. I, 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 and he just, he just trails off, visibly flushing with anger, and just trying to keep himself under control, and they're just looking at the, um, the old man as if he could kill him with his own eyes. <laughs> well, it's their home. I don't. Tr- I don't trust these. A... I don't trust yeah. them. They haven't earned my trust. There, I'm afraid. I don't know what they're going to do. With these weapons. We know there's a murderer. We don't know if the murderer's back here. We don't know if they're harboring, and they've got no way of getting back at them. I'm not going. I mean, I could probably kill these with my fists anyway. But I've made a very nice weapon. I will not leave my sight, and you will not disarm well, me, any of you. Then, why don't you? Stay nearby, and not in the house. I could she, do that. She looks. She looks. She looks a bit um, uh, angry, if anything, at the old man, and then says, um, "Look, keep your weapons. I trust you. Look, we're we're on edge. 
there's we don't have murders in this tiny settlement and something rotten happened here and then she kind of look at she looks at Amal Frieda and says look it's lovely to have a an, another face here from Bjorn's group you are you're welcome come on in we'll we'll have a decent meal tonight it's about time the the whole village had some better news um come and have a come and have a chat with us all tonight we'll get the village together meet in and she points to the large house across the way meet there everyone will meet it's, it's like a meeting hall in the village everyone will meet there tonight we'll have a deer let's let's do this properly you can keep your weapon dwarf uh, all of you can she nods and says i trust you the, the old man grimaces a bit at that the young man actually looks visibly relieved that it <laughs> he's not gonna have to go toe to toe with a dwarf with a, a weapon he just spent all winter making um <laughs> and you are ushered into the into the small house Okay, so uh, this is of, Odric's house, is it? Yeah, it's Odric's house. And you kind of close the door behind. It's cold in there. It's small, single cot bed. He have clearly lived alone. It's it's like a single room dwelling with a fireplace where he looked like he did his cooking, a, an old, uh, actually starting to rust metal cauldron hanging above it. And the rain is pattering down nicely on the roof. Well, before we start spreading around inside the house, I guess we ought to look for any signs if he's been back or anyone else has been in recently. Because we were tracking Audric, weren't we? And we, we we found a dead orc in a ditch and then a farm where the man said that Audric or someone like him had passed through. And so did we come to... I'm trying to remember here. Did we come to Stonyford because people told us they'd been to Stonyford and there'd been a murder, or we tracked Odric to Stonyford. Can anyone call? Yeah, there's rumours on the road um, in the venture log. It said the company meets a small band of woodmen travelling to Mountain Hall in far west. They passed through the village of Stonyford recently and heard tale there of a bloody murder, some bawling, bawling name Odric, and that's the rest of the thing in chat. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, gotcha. So we haven't tracked Odric back here, but Odric was... Where did we last have his path then? Because could Odric be coming back here either for something or because that's the only place he knows or anything like that? Or have we diverted off his path to come to Stonyford to sort of go back to the beginning where it all started? Well, that's where I thought he was coming back here originally, but from yeah. the frosty reception we've gotten about all the t- tales of sorrow and stuff, I, maybe they're not. And then the guy was mentioning something about ghosts under his breath, you know, uh, that mm. probably needs some explanation because, you know, sometimes ghosts are just people living in somewhere which is supposedly haunted, but it's more of a hideout. Yes. Or maybe it's something that's driven Odric to do whatever he did. Uh, you know, malign spirits and evil influences. I mean, we definitely need to speak to uh, Rathvik's wife, definitely. Yes. Yeah, so short answer, you're not really sure whether yes. he returned. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. So, 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 yeah, if you want to make plans, that's great. Um, uh, kind of who's going to do the talking tonight? You, you saw, you actually had a really good interaction with them. Um, you may not have seen that, but they, uh, the old man, doesn't doesn't appear to like anyone. Um, the young the young guys, there is muscle. It looks like the the main spokesperson, but she was kind of torn two ways. But yeah, you did you did well there. You, you get a feeling that, and you, you know this, um, Admiral Frieda, that Bjornings typically outside of somewhere like Bjorn's Hall are kind of, I wouldn't say struggle to make ends meet, but they're not, 
they're much more individualistic than, say, the woodmen who have got commerce and sort of small cottage industries and things going. Bjornings tend to be pretty isolated, so they would do things alone. So they would individually farm for themselves and those kind of things. So sharing meals and things is much less common with the Bjornings than the woodmen. Uh, outside of somewhere like Bjornsford, he's quite an exceptional uh, character. So, okay, um, I'll fast forward it to the evening if you want. You see the rain doesn't ease up. It's slightly warmer during the day, some grey rather than very dark grey sky, but that's as good as it gets. Uh, and, and as dusk starts to fall, you see a sort of trail of Bjornings heading towards the uh, larger building. And the few of them look over at your direction. You've got a lantern lit in the place now. You've got a small fire going. It's the first time in a while that there's been smoke coming out of the chimney of Odorick's house. Um, it looks like the rumours have got around that there is new new folk from outside in in town so uh do you want to go across to the hall did you want to speak to rathfix's widow on her own rather than in front of the entire hall first completely up to you You can do if you want before going over i think it might be slightly more tactful to get her version of the story without everyone listening especially if it's a if it's a story of infidelity and or extramarital cot hopping yeah, I think I think that's a good idea. I'm, I'm not sure even if all four of us should go as well. So Monan definitely probably shouldn't go. Maybe somebody a bit more <laughs> subtlety. So either all the, the other three, the other three of you, or um, you know, or maybe just Amalfrida as a Bjorning lady. It's a Bjorning lady, but you know, we know Bjorn. We know Amalfrida by now. She's not your typical princess. She's a, she's a warrior. <laughs> so I don't know how good that would be either. Well, Hathis is happy to to get involved and try and get to the bottom of this mystery. You kind of welcome here now, so if you want for Hathas and Sigmar to the, the new clean-shaven hipster Sigmar to uh, go and uh, Sigmar go, and, go and meet, that that would be fine. Um, yeah. You, okay, so I'll kind of I'll wrap forward to just after lunch. Um, you ask a couple of people who look a little wary, but it looks like you've been here in, in the village now for two or three hours. It looks like the story about around you's gone around. So these people direct you to say. Uh, Brunhild, she's likely to be, she's likely to be at uh, Rathic's grave now. Um, just type that name in chat for you. Is that Brunhild? As in, as everyone, A C, what is it? Um, Django Unchained, <laughs> B, no, <laughs> German, German, whatever. Exactly. Yeah, it's Br- not Brunhild. It's Brunhild, but yeah, it's uh, name, names in chat. Um, and you see a woman in. The small graveyard to the north of the village uh, looks like very old. There's a lot more graves here than there are, look like houses in the village. So this was clearly a much larger settlement at some point. But you see this woman, guys, as you come up to the graveyard, looks like she's just laying out flowers, uh, fresh flowers on a grave mound. And you can see a fairly recent mound in that image there of stones where obviously Rathic was buried. Are you the slapper? And you can see also. <laughs> Luckily, you're not there, are you? Luckily, I'm not there. <laughs> that's you talking to yourself in Odric's house, isn't it? Oh, that's brilliant. Um, so you, you can see as you walk up to the grave, there's a lot of um, burnt out candles. Um, looks like she's been lighting candles on the grave. Someone has uh, near where the headstone, uh, near where the head of the end of the grave would be. And as you walk up, she, she looks up and you see tear tracks mingling with the rain streaming down her face. Um, looks like she's still grieving seriously. 
So she's looked up to us kind of, so we, yeah, okay. So I'll say. Yeah, and um, she, you can see she wearily like wipes the tears from her eyes and she, she kind of stands up, but all the pride's gone out of her. She's looks like a, a distraught woman still. I'm sorry to intrude, Brunhild, but when you're ready, we would be grateful if we can ask you a few questions. Um, who are you? I am Brother Hathis. This is my friend Sigma. Uh, sorry? Oh, bow. Oh, okay. Um, we're on, we've been sent by Beyond to follow the trail of Odric and bring him to face justice um, at the Carrack. She sort of draws in a ragged breath. It's clear that tears are close to her eyes again. And uh, well, I told. I told that other Bjorning everything I knew about that night. Why do you still want to hound me? There's been a terrible development such that Merovech, the much respected Bjorn that I believe you would have spoken to previously, has been slain by orcs while travelling with Odric. Odric has escaped, fled in the confusion, um, and hence Bjorn has asked us to recapture or re find Odric and bring him back to the carrot, bring him to the carrot for, to sit um, with Bjorn and find out what has happened. We, madam, will bring Rathvik's killer to justice. She kind of resigned the sighs and says, um, all right, this is what I told, I can't remember his name, but that other Bjorning. She explains that Actually, straight, strange and very strange news to you. So something about what you've heard so far may not mm-hmm. ring true, but Odric is her brother. Odric's um, her brother? Yeah. Okay. So it's highly unlikely. Yeah, she was in bed with him. She was in bed with him. So who knows? Who it's knows? Not Norfolk, you, yeah. Inner workings <laughs> of the building. <laughs> Just lost all our Norfolk listeners now. <laughs> so, That's she explains that her brother Odric came to her saying that basically he was tired of the village and he intended to leave and seek his fortune elsewhere in the wild. And he basically said he was sick of the place. It was just too small and insular and everyone was minding everyone else's business. And he actually... He, and she said, um, well, he actually said, you should come with me, uh, to me. And I hesitated. And as we were kind of discussing, I was mulling it over. That's when Rafik my my husband came home and there's no real secret that Rafik and Odric didn't like each other and they immediately began arguing it looks like it's to me that Rafik maybe overheard what we were talking about before he opened the door and I I tried to stop them arguing and then she kind of takes a bit of a ragged breath Rafik just slapped me and knocked me down and I couldn't, and then she starts crying, and I, I couldn't stop him, but Odric attacked him. Uh, and one of them drew a knife, I didn't see, but they, they struggled. Uh, and then suddenly the knife was in Rathvik's chest, and there was blood everywhere. And I don't really, I don't know what happened, but... Shortly afterwards, I, my father, Helm, Helmgut, came running over, and he saw Odric standing there over Rathvik's body, and his, he hit his foster son with the flat of his axe. And Odric didn't even try to fight back. He just dropped the knife and, and fell on the spot. It was such a mess. So he dropped the knife and fell on the spot. 
from being hit with the axe? Was he knocked out or did he collapse into a sobbing heap or? He wasn't hurt by the axe. I, I think he, I think he may have been knocked out. He may have just given up. I don't know. Okay. And then what happened? It was just taken. Well, they, they kind of tied him up and a few days later, those other Bjornings came and, and he was he was taken to the Carrick for justice. He Rathwick was dead. They had to do something. And did you see Odric after he was taken and before he went away with the other Bjorning? Did you speak to him? She shakes her head. Um, and then she looks around. Give me a, um, a percep- perception check, both of you, in the tower. So, Hathis, you... You think that she was looking around just to make sure that she was definitely alone. It's fairly open, this the rain lashing down, but she was probably looking to see if anyone else was overhearing. She didn't see anyone, so she hesitates and then kind of nods to herself and said, well, I, I wasn't able to see him before Merovich and, and Otto took him, but she takes a deep breath and said, he, he visited me a few days ago. And she really lowers her voice when she says that. And he said that, well, Merovich and Anodo were killed by orcs, but he slipped away in the confusion. And he says, well, well, fate's given me a second chance and that he knows he can never return to the land of the Bjornings. Um, but he, he doesn't know what to do. I, he said he was going to go west across the Great River. And I, I, I know I'll never see him again. I don't believe he killed Rathvik, but oh, and then she sobs again. It's such a mess. When you say you don't believe he killed Rathvik, you were there in the room, were you not? So how do you think Rathvik died? Well, they were just arguing over a... It wasn't murder. They were just arguing, and it's all my fault. It shouldn't have encouraged Odrick and listened to him, and they wouldn't no. have argued. And I don't think it's uh, your fault in the slightest... I don't know. I don't believe Odric's a murderer. He didn't. It may have been an accident, but we'll never know now. And so when you saw Odric, when was this? Yesterday? Two days ago? Mm, two or three days ago. Two days. Oh. Two days ago. No, was three it? days ago. Sorry. And was it? And where did you see him? Did he come to your house or did you see him near the village? Oh, or? yeah. He, he came to my house. So it was late. It was late at night. Probably okay. hours in the morning, maybe three or four bells before dawn. And how long did he stay for? Did he stay for a short while? Did he stay for a little, you know, quite a bit longer? Did you feed him? How did he look? Didn't didn't stay long. He wouldn't take food. He probably stayed twenty minutes. That was it. Okay. And did he come into your house, or was it a conversation at a door or through a window? Oh yeah, he. He came in. He didn't want to be seen by anyone else. Okay. I don't know what's right to say. He's he's my brother. I don't think he killed Rafik, but he didn't murder him. He may have killed him, but it may have been an accident. I just don't know. Well, having met Bjorn, I know that Bjorn is one of the wisest people I've met in my time. Um, and if anyone was to puzzle his way through this, it would be Bjorn himself. So I don't think you should be fearful of Bjorn's justice. But we have been tasked with finding Odric so that Bjorn can hear from him 
him himself what did and didn't happen. But they'll they might kill him, and he might be. I don't know. He might be innocent, but I don't want him to to be killed. We are tasked with bringing him alive to Bjorn, and as I say, Bjorn is the wisest person I have met. One of the very wisest people I've met, so I don't doubt you would do the right thing. So I don't think Odric would be killed out of hand or, you know, found guilty of something that isn't true. What happened? And Odric will be fine. If things are understood, then you all will understand. She looks at both of you and says, yes, Bjorn is a, a true leader of us all and I know the character's the right place for him to go, but I'm just so scared for him. Well, think of this. If he evades justice, or Bjorn do then, maybe it's the best thing for him to turn himself in, face Bjorn's wisdom, and then have a clear conscience. Well, maybe. Well, if you see him, if you see Odric again, please implore with him to contact us discreetly and we can travel with him away from the gaze of Stonyford up to the Carrack and he can meet Bjorn and tell his story with as much time and understanding as he needs. So if he if he makes contact with you again tonight or tomorrow or any time or you see him again, please implore him to come to us. We're not here to, to harm him. We're not here to to kill him or hunt him beyond we've been tasked by Bjorn himself but these loose ends need tying up and this mystery needs to be resolved for everyone's peace of mind and understanding and she takes a big sigh and says alright I can do that brilliant if this was Lau Law and Order I would hand him my card and say if you think of anything else phone me as your as your eyes flash red with your dark powerful knowledge exactly. of her. <laughs> um, so she's she says now if you'll leave me be and she turns mm-hmm. back to the grave and kind of sits almost in the mud next to it she's clearly distraught um and you decide it's best to leave her with her own thoughts yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe see her tonight as well all right so you head back down to the uh i guess back to the odrick's old house Yes, I want to ask Amal Frieda now what the flowers and the candles on the grave might mean. You know, are they to ward away evil spirits in a certain circumstance or are they just general, uh, traditional, this is what you put in the grave or you know, is there any meaning or supposed power yeah, so Amal, to Amal Frieda n- knows that the candles signify, so candles are lit um, every week for the for a year after someone dies um at night okay. uh, it's just a, it's just a ritual that the bjornings undertake and it's not routinely used it's quite an old ritual flowers are probably just uh, love for the love for the person yep. that died well these are like particularly they like all the same flowers like white roses and sometimes things like white roses have a significance compared to red roses or yellow yeah they were, all, they were all the same but they, they um they're a white a white flower that grows around here so they're quite common but um, it's okay. probably just just eat just flowers, yeah. No problem at all. The older man. Well, we should, is, sorry, yeah, I was going to say we'll relay everything. We, you know, relay the conversations and impressions back to Monin, the sensitive, and Amal Frieda. <laughs> so um, slapper says <laughs> she's not a slapper; it's his sister. All oh, right, even worse. <laughs> um, 
the old <laughs> the older man who met us at the um front gate. What was his name? Rand? No, something Wolf, wasn't it? Heart Wolf. Okay, it was uh, Heart Wolf. H A R T W U L F. Wasn't Helmgut then? So that's fine. Okay. No. Helm. So that was the foster father. So that's not her real father. That sounded like Odric's father. Sorry, it's her father, not Odric's. Yeah. Fa- it was Odric's foster father. So we could do with speaking with Helmgut. Yeah. So they, they were half brother and sister. Yeah. So they may have been sleeping together. <laughs> and why, yeah, why is he fostered? What's the, where, is he found in, raised by wolves and found in a reed bed kind of thing or et cetera, et cetera. Mm. Do you want to go and try and find Helmgut? Yes, please. Are you coming too, Modin? I think he may be more your line of... <laughs> I will stretch my legs, I'll come with you. All right, so it's kind of middle of the afternoon and as you can hear, rain's still coming down. Um, the... Hut, uh, um, uh, Helmgut's hut is fairly run down, doesn't look that well maintained. And as you come up to the door, you can see a lot of the path, the little path up to it's pretty overgrown with weeds, some of them like ankle to shin high. Uh, doesn't look like it comes out of his hut very often, even. Then you come up to the door. <laughs> My sound effects, thank you. Um, <laughs> you hear this voice slightly slurring from inside saying what is it is helmgut there uh, i'm helmgut come on in okay we'll go in so you go in and you see an elderly middle-aged man leaving himself up off the floor off the rushes on the floor and he's got what looks like a half full wine skin in his hand and he kind of shuffles over to a table and kind of slumps down in it you notice he, the first thing that other than he's drunk and looks like he's been, been for a while is that he's massive. He's got clearly the a pneumonia. You would you think he's either a blacksmith or he's a hell of a warrior. This guy, he's got big shoulders, even even though he looks really out of shape and he's clearly a drunk. He is a pretty intimidating one. And there is a very, very large axe leaning in the corner of the room. Might need my subtlety here. <laughs> Helmgut, my name is Brother Hathus, and I've been charged by Bjorn himself to find Odric and to take him to the Carrack um, to face justice. Um, I would be very grateful if I could hear your story of events on that fateful night when Rathvik met his end. He almost like screams out at you, why the fuck should I talk to you? Fuck off out of my hut. Leave me alone. I think I might back off a bit at this point. <laughs> <laughs> a drunk, very large man telling us to get out of his hut. He's probably got a bit of right to do that. And he, he swings his wine glasses. He's gesticulating you there and like wine sloshes out of it a bit. Yeah, I shall, I shall back off a reasonable amount because it's obviously a, a bit of a tinderbox situation. So this is Odric's um, stepfather. Yes, so this would be right. uh, Brunhild's father, her stepfather. His, his, sorry, Odric's stepfather. Foster father, probably, not stepfather. Hey, Helmgott, does uh, Rathfric have any kin here? Rathfric? He belches. Uh, fucking probably, yeah. I don't know if they, they're still around. No, I don't think he does, actually. He wasn't from here. 
Oh, fuck off and leave me to my thoughts. Unless you want to make something of it and he glares over at you. Fucking dwarves in town as well. Oh, he's starting to speak my language. <laughs> um, I think we should give Helmgut his space and respect his wishes. It must be a very soulful time for him. Um, I, I, that woman, the young woman, she let me keep my weapon. Probably hoping that I wouldn't use it, so I'm not going to use it. We leave this fat drunk alone. Let's get out of here. That's right. You fuck off. And he like sits, sits down, belches again, and then listen to your man with the fancy words. I shall bow slightly, and then we'll, we'll leave. Very cosy place, this has us. It's it's getting better. <laughs> Maybe he'll be calmer in the morning. We have caught him at a bad time. So thinking about this as they're heading back down, uh, mm, yeah, yeah. Uh, this this man who's dead, he's not got anybody really that looking to avenge him or anything like that. The only people here that seem to be hurting is uh, the da and the sister. Well, Brunhild said that her husband slapped her. Um, she's trying to blame herself, so I think she's been. She's probably had a, a tough marriage, but maybe other people can tell us about the state of Rathwick and Brunhilde's relationship. I, I don't know. I can't see what uh, Bjorn would rule here. I mean, obviously Rathwick needs some kind of justice because he didn't deserve to die like that, but it doesn't seem like it was uh, uh, on purpose either. Problems we weren't there would. We're... We're not sure of the motives of the people who are telling what they are or are not telling us. No tree, and uh, that's not you know, really for us to decide either, is it? Yeah. I can't wait to this uh, feast. <laughs> Maybe we'll get some answers. I fear we may get more questions than answers. That's the ghosts I want to hear about. I've forgotten about the ghosts. Mm. Are they real? Who knows? Okay, do you want to... Um, I guess you don't really know anyone else around town. Yeah. It looks like Rathfuss doesn't have family around. Uh, the, so the only people... The only people who are vague witnesses to actually what happened would be Brunhild and... Um, Helmgut. You've spoken to both of them. So if you want, I'll fast forward to the gathering in the evening. Yeah, why not? Sure. Anyone object? No, straight to the party. Nope. Party! <laughs> <laughs> Should we get preloaded uh, before we get there? Uh, Pre-game. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, you turn up staggering drunk <laughs> <laughs> as emissaries of beyond. Um, you, uh, We're just going to arrest you all. <laughs> it it seems... I'll <laughs> <laughs> fucking own you all. Uh, so you go up to the... Uh, you go up to this... It, I wouldn't say it's a hall, but it's a... It's a a place that could probably accommodate 30, 40 people standing around <laughs> having canapes and a glass of wine. Um, and there are, as you come up, there is a really, really nice smell coming out of the uh, the door. The door's open. It's got a big porch. It clearly rains a lot here. And there's people kind of, a few people standing under the porch smoking, blowing smoke into the rain. Um, but there's a lovely smell of roasting venison coming out. The young warrior standing at the, at the door, nods to you and says um, food and drink inside thank you for causing no trouble <laughs> he looks quite relieved 
and as soon as you walk in, all eyes turn on you, and it's very clear that they don't get a lot of visitors, and pretty much everyone in the village wants to talk to you. There's literally 20% of the people in the room, like eight, 10 people, start walking towards you, look at each other walking towards you, and kind of stop, <laughs> and, then, and then go back to talking again. So you've got a very, very captive audience in the village here. And Ava, who you met before, comes back from the back. She was standing near the fire at the back, uh, talking to uh, uh, a more elderly woman uh, who is basting uh, a large uh, deer that's roasting over the fire. And it, the smell is fantastic. Looks like there's a big pot of stewed vegetables or something uh, over the fire as well. And she comes over and I wouldn't say smiles, but says, um, welcome and um, thank you for causing no trouble. If you can help us understand what happened here and help the village put it behind us, we'll be very grateful to you. Come and get some food and drink and then come and meet some of the people in the village. Haven't had this sort of turnout since the last wedding. She kind of smiles to herself and then um, she leads you back over towards the fire. And there's a there's a table set up there with a, a single barrel on it and another one on the floor beside it. It uh, looks like there's some some beer that they're, they're drinking. And she hands around uh, four cups of beer, not large portions. And it's not that strong beer, but it's tasty. And you kind of sip and look around at the rest of the room. Do I get a chance to speak to Ava sort of? discreetly or is it always in earshot of everyone else role played out uh she's not making an effort to kind of take you to one side no okay um in which case could i have a word a very quick word with you to in private ava is if you got time yeah of course uh and then says how long and the, the woman nods and says maybe 20 30 minutes um and then she says come with me and um takes her cup off the table and uh, kind of leads you to a quiet corner where yeah. you can see people looking at you, but no one can overhear. Uh, and I'll say, it's nothing too dramatic at all, but we tried to have Helmgut, and he was fairly drunk and fairly abusive. Um, is that his normal state now, um, or do we do you think we might find him more receptive or in a more sober and thoughtful uh, witness late at another time? She puffs her cheeks out and says, um, he was never never the soberest man alive, but he's got bitter as well since hmm. since the what happened. Do you think it's related? Yeah, do you think it's related? Absolutely. His daughter won't say Bruno won't talk to her anymore. Yeah, it's a real mess. Did he tell you anything? And she kind of inquires. Beyond F off? Uh no. Yeah. Well, I don't think well, you might do. He's a big He's a big guy, but I don't know. He's, he scares me, who he used to, but I don't think he'll do anything. He just basically throws himself in a wineskin. <laughs> My only concern is he's the only person who could potentially corroborate Brunhilde's story. Um, I don't think anyone else saw anything else. Maybe we'll find out some more from other people. Um, but So he would be... He would really be helpful if he would speak to us so we can, you know, validate what Brunhilde has told us. Yeah. Well, I mean, some of the other folk in the village may know something about what's going on. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, I'm fully looking forward to meeting everyone and talking to everyone. I just wanted to try and get a little background on Helmgut. Has he always been like this? It sounds like he's taken something pretty hard and has fallen in a pit. 
Well, he has. I mean, he's a very honourable man, I think, though. I mean, he was the one that actually sent Odorick to the Carrick originally. He did, he, I mean, you probably know, but he, he found the scene. He was the first man there, and he he disarmed him, and he was he led that. So, yeah, I, I just had a had a horrible year. Understood. If we went to him tomorrow morning, do you think he'll be sober, or is his situation semi permanently drunk? Yeah, I've been sober for weeks, doubt it. Okay. We'll play him by ear then, but thank you. I just wanted to check a little bit of background right. on that. So we'll go back. I don't want it to be too dramatic of closeted in the corner for hours, but... Okay, so yeah, she kind of pass off and yeah, they don't appear to have leadership here, but she's... People are saying hello and nodding to her as they come in, so it looks like she might be a de facto leader, even if not, mm. uh, not overtly. And so when I get back to the others, I'll just say it seems like that drunk and disorderly is situation normal for Helmgut. I thought as much, maybe. It, it's really interesting. I mean, the, these people, they, they look like they really are desperate to talk to you, most of them, but they are also, it's it's like teenagers across the other side of a school disco when they're like 15. They're, they're like, they keep looking over them and then they don't dare come and talk. That's fine. <laughs> That's I'm, that sort of if the food's been, have we still got time before the food's doled out, or was food being doled out? Yeah, uh, you still. Um, well, I tell, tell you what, let's fast forward a little bit. So you you spend there some time drinking. It's quicker than you thought. Of like five five or ten minutes later, uh, and a couple of people have come over and they've said hello, or <laughs> don't see many dwarves around here. Uh, and those they're not talking. <laughs> you come here often those kind of things uh, <laughs> um they they don't they don't really open up a lot um and after like five minutes ava looks like she's got the nod from the cook and says um so friends it looks like the feast is ready and she nods in thanks um thanks to mary here done a great job as always um and thanks to you all for chipping in with some vegetables and fish for the uh for the stew and then she says well rumors are around these four here are trying to help us get to the bottom of what happened to poor Rathvik and Odric and work out what happened. Any help you can offer them, now's the time to have a talk. But enjoy the meal, enjoy the feast, and no, no drinking too much. It's going to be a busy day tomorrow, but have fun tonight. And then, woman, a few words, she kind of raises a glass, nods, and they all kind of grumble and mumble, and then there's a queue forms for the food. You're offered the head of the line and you take a platter of steaming venison and some kind of fishy vegetable stew as well on the side, which looks really nice actually. Um, and you kind of go, you decamp to trestle table. Do you want to sit together, which would probably be a bit more intimidating for them or spread out uh, to allow sort of groups of them to cluster towards individuals? I guess we can spread out for a bit and try and find out, sort the wheat from the chaff if people want. Okay. Um, well, so what well, I want well, well, to try and sit beside the old guy if he can. <laughs> I bet he does. <laughs> How you doing, you old bastard? <laughs> yeah, looking through like knitted eyebrows. Um, okay, so uh, everyone roll initiative. I just just purely to go through the order, order of order of interactions um, with people sitting and around. You, so I'll, I'll just do it one one at a time. Okay, so right. Amalfrida. That would make sense as you're the only Bjorning. So Amalfrida, strangely, there are some young twenty-something Bjornings typically sitting around you they come come over to your table it's uh uh and they kind of sit down and 
you actually quite rapidly strike up conversation. You've heard of other some of the Bjornings that they know through kind of third parties, and it's quite easy to to bring up a conversation. So, what do you wanna what do you wanna say? Honestly, I don't know. Can we go? Can she go last? Because I'm, I'm yeah. No, it's, it's fine. I, I could because you you read, read all my notes and basically she's really grim and angry. <laughs> Doesn't like yeah. talking. So, well, I could just yeah. give me um because she's trying to get information. She knows that. Give me either an intelligence riddle or a wisdom insight check. Uh, if you make there's five people sitting at the table, make five rolls. They seem really wanting to tell you about. They know you're here about Odric and Rath. You almost don't need to ask them questions. Almost, but you're kind of prompting them occasionally. So whichever is best out of those two. Yeah, that'd be insight then. So, uh... Okay. <laughs> it's the curse of all going, It's all going straight over, uh, all going over your head at the oh, moment. No, no, no. Ah. Okay, so... Yeah, that's the curse yeah, of Sigma. So what, what you did learn, um, which you hadn't learned before, is that Odric's family were killed by outlaws when he was a young child. Uh, that struck you as being a potential interest. Exactly. Didn't really find anything else out there. Yep. All right. Um, got to come. Okay. So we'll go uh, to you, Hathus. You, so Ava sit, sits near you as you did a lot of the talking. Um, mm -hmm. It transpires that the old man is her father. Um, um, the, oh, okay, yeah, the old man. That, the man who, uh, at the gate yeah. who met you. Um, and it looks like there's some... Heartwolf. It's typically an older crowd sitting around you, and they're quite respectful. Mm -hmm. So... Um, if you want to try and basically find out information, again, they're very willing to open up and talk. Yep. That's uh, for. Give me five It'll either be insight or riddle checks. Yeah. Oh, they'll be riddles. Okay. 26. Holy, holy mackerel. Okay. Just give me five and I'll, I'll kind of work through it. 21. This is what you should be doing, Neil. This is, this is the kind of roles you need. 26. Holy crap. <laughs> it's two natural 20s. Oh, eight. Uh, Couldn't understand his accent. Straight <laughs> beer out of his nose for that one. So. Oh, nine. Oh, I've, I've burnt out. Okay. I've gone too early. Okay, okay so um, you hear that uh, Odoric's pretty, pretty strange guy. Mm -hmm. And he, he's he's done a lot of, he does a lot of sword practice, which you didn't know. And he's been strange ever since he was a young child. That, you know, you know, they can't really define what makes him strange, but you also learn that, well, his parents were killed and that's going to affect a kid, isn't it? You also learn that Odric was fostered by an old warrior. Again, yep. you know this. Called Helmgut, Brunhild's dad. And you also learn that Helmgut never really liked Odric and he took him on and into to honour Odric's dead father. Oh, OK. Didn't know that. I was going to ask. I was wondering why Helmgut fostered Odric because he doesn't seem the warm-hearted, welcoming chap from the slight interaction I had with him today. Okay, he took him as an honour to Odric's dead father. So, who was Odric's dead father? You didn't. You didn't learn that. <laughs> okay. Okay, Monin. Um, <clears throat> you're sorry. Yeah, I'm just going to go round. We'll, we'll do yeah, it. We'll, we'll yeah, yeah. Spread it out, Monin. So. People are treating you a bit like a, like an alien. It's like, basically, we don't see many dwarves around here, and they're quite fascinated by you. Um, a, a, probably a kind-hearted but very naive woman says, would you like a cushion to sit on? 
which doesn't go too well with with Modin, but you kind of realise you're only trying to be friendly and doesn't know what's going on. So um, if you want to give me five, this is kind of skill checks, either a riddle or insight to see uh, if you can glean any more information from them. Can he get? It? Can he get close to Hartwolf at all? Yeah, yeah. He's uh, he obviously doesn't sit near you, but you wait until he sits down and you sit right opposite him in a very confrontational way. Yeah. Well, so if, if he does, he'll say probably before anybody gets to speak to him. So Hartwolf, I'm a friend to Dane of Erebor, Bard of Dale, Bjorn, and have the gratitude and friendship of Woodland Hall. Why would you not consider me a friend and dismiss me and my kin straight out of hand? He sort of puffs out his moustaches a bit and says, and looks down a bit sheepishly. Well, dwarves, they, they thieve your money. Everyone knows that. I think he can uh, fuse with hobbits. <laughs> Love it. We make things and in exchange for your coins, give you fantastic goods. Oh, he says, well, they're bloody expensive. No one can afford that. That's what I mean by thief your money. Nothing's worth what they want to charge for stuff. You wouldn't be a Brexit supporter, would you? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. He's an error, error Brexit supporter. <laughs> um, well, I suppose I can't win you over. I can't win everything. I'm just surprised at that attitude you've got so old. <laughs> and he'll just uh, ignore him and then try and speak to some more friendlier folk and I'll give you those uh, insight checks. Goodbye. Yeah, he, he does look like a, an angry old racist. So, uh... nice. Okay, nice. nice. Oh, he's giving... Nice. Uh, 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 Have a Whoa! Nice job. Okay, so... Um, nice yeah, I mean, <laughs> whatever reason, Monin, they are just gushing at your table um and you learn a whole load of stuff you learned that well Helmgut was the best warrior in the village and he you think that you learned that he was training Odric to follow in his footsteps and you learned that when Rafik came to live here Odric was jealous of him uh, so that's one thing you learned um you learned that Odric himself was uh very very close to Brunhild which you kind of suspected but it's been confirmed uh, also that Odric was absolutely obsessed with her. He would actually sometimes follow her around the village. Mm-hmm. You then learn, you also learned that he would probably be possessive almost, but he would do anything to protect her. Mm-hmm. He's fanatical about about her, really, and was obsessed. And and then so one of the old women sitting at the table says, "Well, actually, if he came back to the village, she would definitely know about it." So yeah, you get a lot of information there uh, from from your table. Is there kind of any then, sexual connotations to those rumours, or does it just seem they just seem to be just very? He seems overly protective of her. Hard to say. They're, you don't think so? You think it was more brother sister, very close bond that they had, even though they're not true brother and sister. Okay. Okay, Sigmar. Yes. You're uh, sitting at a table with you. You gravitate over to a table where it's uh, someone's got a pot of dice sitting on the corner. Obviously intrigued to see what kind of games they play after after the meal, and um, people are pretty open with you. What do you want to say? Well, he's, he's going to um, basically make himself known to the room and stand up and just sort of spread his arms wide and goes, uh, "Yawning hospitality is legendary. It's wonderful to be amongst you." And then basically sit down and just start 
tuck it in and generally try to look as genial and approachable as approachable as possible. Yep. <clears throat> There's a there's a shout from the back saying I like you sir and he raises raises cup and uh, a few like crumbles and like a ragged cheer goes up and they all kind of sit down again and uh, there's Bjorning's look quite well disposed to you sitting sitting opposite and Randy um, it's there's a there's a family at the end of the table the the with with kids and the the rest of them are typically look like fishermen or farmers most of them so yeah it's going to be charming Sigma this evening and just basically beam at everybody and chat and be interested in yeah all right give me give me a either insight or riddle check give me five in the tower inside or... in the tower I was oh sorry no you sorry you don't need to do it in the in the tower doing the oh sigma's oh. back to sigma Ooh, that's oh, better. pretty good oh, oh look that, that that made the difference the further left it is the better it goes oh no oh no loop around again I'm well, expecting a uh, 15 now. Oh, God. It's just, <laughs> that was it. It spiked at 18. Sorry, I spilled my drink on numbers one, four, and five. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you found... Um, what you did found out is something about Rathvik, that a few years ago he came down from the mountains to settle here. So that kind of confirms that he doesn't have family in the village. You also found out that when he became the village's chief warrior, he was betrothed to Brunhild then. So Rathic became the chief warrior. Yeah. Okay, so back to Amalfrida. <laughs> Neil, different dice colour, but uh, back to you. So, hang on. Can we just try and get our heads around what we've got so far? What's it looking like? It's looking like yeah. Odoric and Brunhild were basically having relations, despite the fact they're allegedly brother and sister. And well, she's probably we don't know if there's any for... sex sexual stuff yeah I'm, I'm hoping not i think he's probably a bit obsessed and overprotective of his he's probably might have even got a crush on his foster step whatever the word is sister but i don't think there was anything going on yeah. and you uh, you don't know if any of these if all of these things are true or false no idea it's just it's basically it's coming across as gossip uh, initially Absolutely. a lot of the a lot of the more gossipy effusive people are talking um so yeah these may not all be true they may be true I'm very suspicious about what happened um, in the room and who plunged the dagger into Rathvik. Was it a dagger or was it, didn't she say that he was hit? And... No, no, Rathvik, dagger in chest. Then Helmgut came through the door and smacked Odric with the flat of his blade, knocked him to the ground, and then he was carted off. Now, maybe she stabbed, I'm saying this when no one else can hear apart from you guys. Maybe she stabbed him. Abusive husband finally had enough. Odric covered, took the rap because he'd do anything for her. Helmgut seizes, realizes it's the only way out for his poor daughter, and he's been ripped up because his favourite son is taking the rap and is now taking the rap for you know a murder he didn't do. Yeah, because she did say about a dagger coming. She didn't say. Um... That anybody drew it, she chose, and then there was a dagger that was reduced. So, mm. yeah, anybody could reduce that. And one thing as well, looking between the lines here, Odric is obsessed with her, um, dotes on her, whatever. Mm -hmm. We don't know what the, the real depth of that relationship. And go. he's come already to speak to her and said, Look, you know, I'm going to get a new star. Mm -hmm. Why didn't she go with him? Or is he really going to give up that easily? Um, not try it? Because what, what is there here for her now? Oh, uh, yeah. And also, I wonder if he's still around. If he's obsessed with her, 
he may well be watching, keeping an eye out. So we should keep an eye on her, and maybe he'll come and visit again, and we'll get him. Yeah, might be. What's going on? Who are these people? So yeah, but anyhow, let's keep talking to, we have a team huddle, obviously, let's get back out there. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll, 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 I'll charm her with my horn instrument soon. Oh, God. I know. That's <laughs> so shit with it. I should be good. I've got a plus four specialization in it, but I just roll like ones and twos all the time. <laughs> so, Al Frida is going to start talking to people as if she's really actually on Odoric's side. And, you know, he sounds like my kind of chap. Like, he's been hard done by. Poor man. What a terrible background. Poor Brunhild. He looked after her, didn't he? And, you know, all this kind of stuff. Sounds <clears> like <throat> he was he was really there for her. He's, he's just... It's tragic. Had a, had a bad luck. And such a shame that people think it was him that is at fault. Okay. So you, you're focusing on Roderick as if he's a friend and you get... Some other kind of opinion shared with you. Oh, sorry. Give me five rolls again um, to, to see the number number of things you get shared with. You. <laughs> oh, oh, there's yeah. four. Ah, yeah. whoa. Okay, so um, you you learned that Odric was a even as a young child, did a lot of sword practice and he did it every day. He never, really never stopped practice practice sword work till the day he left the village. You also heard, learned that Helmgart doted on Odric, treated him like his son. Mm-hmm. Someone someone thought. Uh, and they're, they're kind of people racking their brains here because they, 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 they really want to help. Well, so someone says, well, actually, didn't they live together? They're like sister and brother. They lived together and got on really well. And finally, someone says, well, I think Odric crept back into Rathvik's house and he murdered him while he slept. Don't think that, don't think Brynhild was around at all. Mm-hmm. So much for, it's hard done by and everyone's trying to, trying to, <laughs> trying to see the good in him. So, um, again, don't take the order I gave you those in any meaning in the order you no. rolled your dice or anything. It's, I'm just giving you some, some information that you're learning. Okay, next up, uh, Hathis, on your table, what's going on? I guess I'd like to know a little bit more about Rathic. Uh, he came down from the mountains and became chief warrior. Um, if Odric is the s- stepson, foster son of the greatest warrior in the village and practices sword every bloomin' day, I guess why he was Rathic made chief warrior and betrothed to Odric's sister, especially if he's obsessed with his sister. I can see Odric being understandably jealous of all this good fortune seemingly come to this out-of-town strangers, you know, so easily. And especially was, was Rathric better at fighting than Odric, or why was Rathric chief warrior? So that's the kind of angle I'll be looking at. Uh, so many, many folks on Rathric. All right, yeah. so give me five rolls. Give me riddles again. Okay. Uh, 26. Oh, God, natural 20. Holy, that's third. Oh, it just rolled off onto the 14. <laughs> uh, 
Oh, a low one. He's going off the boil. He's getting bored yeah. with these people. Yeah, you see. He's, he's, you shouldn't be questioning him in the black speech. That's what's going on. <laughs> the glowing eyes. Turn off glowing <laughs> eyes when talking to norms. All right. So you hear that someone says, and this is a man with a bit of a hook nose, Rafik bought her from, from her father. Oh, um, that's fighting talk. You, you also learn that Rafik was a truly great warrior and an honourable man. It's the, so they kind of disagreed. These people yeah, were yeah. kind of arguing. You overheard that. So one woman who looks over tenderly at Brunhild when she says this said, but, well, yeah, Rafik was a great warrior, but he was often cruel. He only cared about himself and he treated poor Brunhild like a servant. Mm. Something you learn. And then one interesting snippet that someone's opinion was that Raji Odric always hated Rathvik because he took Odric's place in his heart, in Helmgut's heart. He kind of uh, usurped him in his in his place of favour. Mm-hmm. Mm. I could see that. Interesting. Okay, uh, Monin. Monin's going to try and probe the uh, ghost angle. The ghost? You're uh, itching for the ghost story, aren't you? Well, it's just Halloween, that's what it is. That's what was sort of first mentioned about, and about the sorrow of the village, and just trying to figure out, is mm. it just... This murder that's brought sorrow in the village, or is there other, is there more to it than that? Nice, right? That, so they yeah they look a bit blankly. It was the old man that you're sitting opposite. You mentioned that he says, uh, "Just a figure of speech, dwarf." It was there's no ghosts around here. Don't be stupid. There's no such thing as ghosts. Ha. Haven't left this village much, have you? We've seen the dead. Well, sorry, I'm, so, I'm supposed to be speaking character. I haven't left this <laughs> village much, have you? <laughs> We've seen the dead walk at night, spiders in the forest. Even you see those two there, and he points to Sigmar and Hathmus. They were goblins once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wait, wait for that, that. If anybody hears that, for it to die down. And I can you, tell you, you a tale about yeah, just, that. It's just a quiet moment where everyone stops speaking, and just as when you say they were goblins. You, you ju- exactly that happens. Uh, you can raise your voice a little bit. You hear a sharp intake of breath from the mother of the two children down the other end of the table who's overhearing. The kids, the kids' eyes go really wide as you said. You talk about spiders and good things like dangerous things that in the wild, and then there's a bit of a squeak from the little girl as you mentioned that there are two colleagues used to be goblins, but the old man just smirks at you and says, "Yeah, dwarf." Oh no! I, no I, I let me tell you the tale, and he'll get on with the chair, stand on it, and then stand on the table. Now you see, there is a hobbit called Dindy and a hobbit called Dodie, and he starts telling the tale about how these two are dressed as goblins and fed the the goblin chief as such a brew that they fell asleep, and how they spirited the keys and just really trying to embellish it. I, I don't think he's got the skills. I mean, this would be better told by Hathis, but if uh, any of the other ones like Hathis or uh, Sigmar, who probably better at that kind of thing, can weigh in, then great. But he'll tell so the tale. A few people bang on the table to quieten everyone down when you when you stand up. It's clearly a rarity to have a dwarf here. Definitely one that stands up on the table dwarf and starts table, giving speeches. Yep. So, so. Um, <laughs> Give me a performance check to see the general reaction you get from that moment. <laughs> Five. <laughs> Could have been worse. But... The uh, the performance wasn't a great one. You you kind of stumble over your words a bit. You a couple of the anecdotes you tell, you kind of lose track in the middle of them. It ends up as a different ending to the anecdote, <laughs> uh, and, and you you kind of look down and uh, which you definitely lose your train of thought because Hathis is just. 
looking up at you directly and just shaking his head and like motioning <laughs> you to sit down and that really puts you off your stride uh, and eventually you kind of peter out and just uh, end up sitting back down at your chair yeah that, that's probably how it would happen as well yeah so that's what happens <laughs> okay you uh you kind of gruffly sit down and said uh, you 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 wink at the kids and say not sure about the goblins and they kind of look a bit relieved and then the hubbub starts back in the room again and the other, the other folks start around you start talking and looking to give you information. So give me five rolls again and um, let me know what, uh, if you find anything new. Come rapid fire. Uh, one, two. Okay. So one, one person tells you that they think the Rathric caught Odric in bed with Brunhild. Always something strange with that between those two and uh, caught Odric spying on him. So that should be a, se- a separate one. Yeah, but and so someone says, I wasn't true. Rafik just caught Odric like spying on him. Maybe Rafik was having an affair. I don't know. Uh, um, you learned also that Odric broke into Rafik's house. That was very different from some of what other people have said. And it actually changed him a fight, and it was nothing to do with Brunhilde. She wasn't even there. Final one you learn is that Odric definitely had the skills to fight his way out, but he couldn't bring himself to kill his foster father. Mm, I can believe that. Um, there's yeah. a lot of... Di- <laughs> There's a huge amount of opinion here, but it's hard to sort out the wheat from the chaff. It's You're coalescing a little bit into a story of what potentially happened, but you still really don't know. You're still not certain of what actually happened in the heat of the moment in the, in that room. Okay, Sigmar, you looked over bemusedly at the sign of a dwarf standing on the table just now, giving a very short, what became a fairly short story that people were a bit bemused at, and then the hubbub starts back around your table. I'm going to look over it and go. <laughs> Turn away. <laughs> bravo, bravo. So, okay. so friends, tell me more of uh, tell me more of Brunhild, poor girl. Okay, give me five sorry. rolls. Sorry, something. Oh, sorry about that, madam. <laughs> <laughs> Spon- sprayed gravy all over it. Oh, Sploop. <laughs> and then, Is that and your then... soup, sir. <laughs> my foot is in you went to <laughs> three fives in a three row three fives in a row wow pardon me that was the beans <laughs> oh that's better Hello. okay you, you you stop trying to mop gravy off the woman's bosom next to you with a <laughs> with, with, a, with a cloth yeah and go back to so, so some of the other side of the table uh, so it tells you that it's uh, so kind of the, the one thing you learned about Brunhild is that he could have easily fought his way free, but it was actually Brunhild that told him to stop. She heard that from direct from Helmut, uh, this woman speaking, and it Brunhild begged him to stop. That's what Helmut told me. Not Helmut, <laughs> sorry. Helm Guts. Helm Gut. Helmut. Helmut. All right, background time, Alfreda. So it's it's coming towards the end of the meal. Um, you've been chatting a lot here. You've learnt a decent amount. You can go and talk to Brunhild again. Helmut, Helmgut didn't come here. Yeah, Br- Brunhild is here. She's sitting with, she's not sitting near you, she's sitting with three women and they're all fairly subdued. Well, that's good, because so is Alfreda. Uh, yeah, she's going to go and join them and uh, commiserate me and dwarves okay you said sit down with her give me five rolls um i guess you're just talking about talking to her and seeing if the women are more effusive and 
maybe she shared information with them that she didn't share with you. Wow, some, there's some. Oh, it's getting worse. Nine three one. Oh, that's thirteen. Sorry, that's good. Yeah. All right. I see. That's improving. That's much Whoa, better. Oh, that's good finish. Like, okay, so Abelfrieda, <laughs> maybe it's the feminine intuition or something, but she was asking about Rathvik and was he a good husband? And she actually sort of opens up. She looks kind of wistful and says, well, not especially, but he wasn't a monster either. She said, well, he and Odric did quarrel, but Odric fought with everyone in the village. And while she does definitely loves her foster brother, he, but he did have a talent for making enemies. But the, the the overarching thing you you kind of hear, and she looks really almost guilty, but she sort of shakes her head. And the person most to blame is is me. I I could have stopped that fight. I wish I had. No one needed to have died that day. So take her that what you will. But she did open up much more than when you were sitting at the at the graveside. And she she seems genuine. Um, yeah, she seems to be. And the, the, the other women are sort of nodding and one puts an arm on a, a hand on her arm and kind of comforting her a bit okay uh hathas coming towards the end of the evening i'll try and catch up with is it ada or ava or yeah story? ava ava and i'll try and have a sort of a semi-official conversation with about sort of who found the body who who were the first people into the scene as it were what you know? What was the wound? Was the wound a dagger wound to the chest? Was it a thrust up, a thrust down? Why were there any sword wounds? If these guys are great sword fighters, why is the man stabbed to death? That kind of thing. So much more forensic about the scene and who saw what, and, and trying to you know really unpick the scene rather than just rumours and gossip. Okay, um, so a few people go. Well, that, he was stabbed, wasn't he? And they like look at each other. You think that that may be a pretty unlikely line of questioning but give me five, five well, it's broader there. than just was he stabbed it was i guess you know where exactly were people it's a bit sort of uh by the cad file kind of where were people positioned in the room had there been signs of a struggle were there any other injuries on either party that kind of thing to really try and understand what happened in there rather than just right. what he was stabbed wasn't he and who's and also who saw the body etc okay give me uh give me some rolls uh, rubbish. E- even more rubbish. E- <laughs> ch- bit of charge in that. Uh, completely rubbish. Fumble. <laughs> uh, a bit better. Okay. So and that's, that's yep. fine. Yeah. So Come you on, kind man. of learned that the only thing you really that you did learn that was new. So there didn't appear from what people's knowledge of and clearly none of them actually saw the scene Mm. but from what they'd heard is that no one really knows what happened but he was stabbed in the chest but you did learn that it was a scream from Brunhild that drew Helmgut to investigate what was going on they lived they lived next door so he would have been the first person on the scene but he actually was he overheard a scream from Brunhild that led him to go and see what's going on okay uh, so that's the only new bit of information. Yeah. All right, Monin. He's kind of exhausted what he wants to be asking, I think, really. I think he knows enough now that we don't know quite enough. Um, I suppose he's ask about uh, Odric when he wasn't in town. Did he go any uh, hunting? Did he stay overnight in any places nearby? Uh, or if they can't get anything out of that, maybe um, are there places nearby where, like caves or anything that people can take shelter in in storms so they don't get it, make it back to the village? 
Okay. Yeah, nice idea. Um, so give me five roles. I'll, I'll kind of fill you in a bit. So people say, yeah, there are there are definitely places you can hide. There's uh, some crofts like half a day away. People are, are stuck out of the village for a little while, both south and north of here. And they can describe that and describe where they are. Uh, we don't really go west of the river too much. So can't really help you on that side. So that, that's kind of what you find out roughly about potential geography to, to hide in. It's pretty, I wouldn't say desolate, but it's pretty open sort of scrub and moorland dotted trees not like the sort of place where you get plenty of cave formations and things and you've yeah so you don't really find out that much new um i think you've kind of known this from a from a roundabout route but you did find out that odric hated rathvik because he took a place in odric's uh he took odric's place sorry in helmgut's heart so mm-hmm. Uh, it's very clear that Rathwick and Odric, from what you're hearing, is that there was some real animosity between them. Uh, but you don't know exactly the reason why that could have been, but you've got lots of angles to go at. Okay. Okay, and last but not least, Sigmar. People are winding up. There's plates being taken up to the, the table at the top of the room and things. Yeah. I've no idea where he's going with this. Uh, yeah, just, oh, God knows, just, just go around... Going down to get everybody and lovely evening, lovely evening. So wonderful to spend time with you. Since anybody else, since anybody has not really spoken much yet, he's going to try and concentrate on them. Yeah, the only new piece of information you found out really. Oh, sorry. Give me, give me a roll, just in case you screw it up. <laughs> you're doing pretty well with. Give me five rolls. I can screw things up. Inadvertently, not deliberately, obviously. See, I'm doing it. Oh, that's all right. Yeah. So you. Oh, yeah, savage. So short of spilling more mead and beer down, it's, it's, yeah, like dumber half of mouth. One of those rolls was a history roll. One of those was a history roll, yeah. I actually got four plus two, six, four plus three, seven. Uh, doesn't matter. It's, <laughs> it I think that's going to help the, the outcome. Um, you did find out that Odric was a bit of a whip berserk occasionally, but... The whole like fighting madness left him when he realised what he'd done, and that was why Helmgut could have subdued him so easily. That's a kind of new, new bit of information you learned. So, if we're to unpick this, <laughs> is anybody any the wiser? Not particularly. There was a rivalry. Well, you, you, yeah, you, you've confirmed the rivalry. The only lead and the probably the most useful information you got was before dinner even it was probably when she let on that she'd seen her brother recently and he'd gone he told her he was heading west across the river mm. probably the most useful information you've got we don't have to solve it do we we're just taking Odric back yeah i mean it's it's very useful information to know um mm. so i mean you obviously made some notes about this but um Sorting out the wheat from the chaff of that, what's opinion, what's fact is going to be tough. Who was at fault? Who who was there mitigating circumstances? All those kind of things. Which which one of the three, the two people in the room who are still alive actually plunged the dagger into him? Those kind of things. Uh, mm-hmm. little, little yeah. Okay, so evening winds down. Ava comes up and gives Moaning a bit of a strange look and says, uh, thank you for your nice story in a bit of a staccato doesn't really believe a word of what she's saying thing to Bonin and then uh, says, well, it's getting late uh, and everyone's starting to leave and 
you're welcome to stay here and to walk, talk to people tomorrow if you need anything else. But hopefully you got some useful information out of that and um, it'd be nice to put this all behind us. Um, she kind of bids you farewell and you head back out to your uh, to the house you're staying in in Odrick's old place. Thank you, Is boys. You need to teach me how to tell tales. <laughs> <laughs> Is it worth us keeping an eye on Brunhilde's place or do we think that's just losing sleep for no no reason? Well, I think it'd be worthwhile. I think there's a chance Odric will be keeping an eye on her and hence saying what's going on, who are these people, what's happening. Is, is there anything that overlooks the village that we can see? Yeah, I mean, it's quite near the... So the old hill that kind of rises up the back with the ruined watchtower on the top definitely overlooks it. It would have been a watchtower for the river and the kind of village grew up at, at the base of it. So that would be the obvious place. That might be quite a nice little vantage point. So in the morning, maybe we could uh, go to the watchtower... <laughs> Check it out. If he's not there, then maybe we could set our own watch there and watch over the her house. In the morning. Well, you uh, you don't do too well when you're walking around in the dark, like you know. <laughs> That's true. I mean, if you're happy, I'll, I'm happy to do it now. I guess it depends how dark and how yeah, how dark it is out there right now. Everyone, give me an insight check in the tower. I'm afraid I spent longest with Brunhild. Gets a sense that the the tale she was telling about, and this is something she just she didn't reconfide in her, but she seemed very genuine. And the tale she said about her brother leaving and never coming back, that you you got a sense that was one of the reasons she was as upset, not just the death of her husband, but that she would never see her, her brother again. That was very very real. So you would suspect. You're not going he's to, gone and ain't coming back. He's gone. He's not coming back here. He's kind of heavy heart left the village. Okay. So maybe we don't need to keep a watch on Boonhilders in case he comes back to in the night then. No tree. And we could try and track him tomorrow. Well, it's been peeing down with rain all day, but we maybe try and track. But there's going to be too many footsteps, footprints around the, her place. and that. Yeah. Riddles in the dark. <laughs> yeah, there's more than a pipe full to think about here. Yeah. And you're trudging back through the rain, as ever, on your way back to the, the the town. You decide, I think, to not trudge around in the rain up while goose chases up hills and decide mm-hmm. to just spend the night sleeping. Only firm lead you've got is that he crossed the river west. Don't know yeah. what happened after that. Don't know how he crossed the river west, but um, that's probably the best lead you've got. And it may only be that Odric's going to be able to really help clarify some of the rooms you learn. Yeah. Okay. So I think before we turn in for the night, might be have a good bit of a chat about yeah. what we're going to do tomorrow. Are we going to get up early and just start tracking Audric and just sort of leave this place and just keep on his trail? So how long ago was he here? She said what? Two, two, two three, three days ago. Quite recently. Pretty cold trail for a, a town. We've tracked him pretty well so far, haven't we? Yeah, we can do. I don't think this place is going to have the answers as to where he is. And since we're tasked with finding him rather than tasked with solving the riddle, solving the, the mystery, it, you know, our job is find him, bring him back. And obviously any information we have might help, but I suspect Bjorn will be get be able to get to the bottom of this better than us. Well, think so about job. Nothing, nothing we've learned in talking to these people has given us any clues as to where he might have gone, has it? Correct, no. It's all about what happened, which kind of... Yes. Uh, considering we've got so many conflicting opinions, 
No. So that's what I'm saying. Maybe we just leave this place tomorrow first light and just try and pick up his trail and try and progress that way. Well, think about it this way, right? He's going west, and there's two places across those mountains. The High Pass and the Mountain Pass. Uh, now you're high pass, high pass is closest. Uh, we could head as quickly as we could to the High Pass, because uh, we know uh-huh. he's got to go through that way first. I can maybe speak to travellers along the road. Yep. Do we know much about Just the Mountain Pass? You're there. So if you look at the immediate geography, West Anduin Vales is directly west of the river. Now, you, Hathas, and Amalfrida are all kind of aware of that. West Anduin Vales are truly wild. So south of the great, the old forest road, it's the land is much more difficult than it was in the East Middle Vales, which is much more populous. Um, so the western part of the district is dominated by rolling hills, and the east, as you come up to the mountains, the eastern part is rush cloaked market uh, marshes and thickets, and it becomes more and more treacherous as you get down towards the River Gladden. And there's sort of a, a forest there which is basically hardly anyone ever enters. You, you know that that's just not a not a place men go. It's wild, dangerous, rumours of monsters, bandits, all sorts of things you hear from that from that wood. So it's likely he would avoid that. And that's that's that, one interpretation. And that's that. <laughs> and that's that um, standard trees that we can see, sort of like in the L shape of the glad, just above the Gladden Fields. Yeah, that kind of that area there. It's it's a it's wild, fairly densely forested area. Um, not not widely travelled by Bjornings or woodmen. Uh, it's it's avoided. It's it's marshy to the west of the river, especially as you get further south towards the River Gladden. It's a fairly uninhabited part of uh, of the Vales. And what do we know about the mountain pass? Do we know if that's passable? Only... So it's, it's rare you meet someone who's been through any of the passes. People tend to stick east of the mountains you think it's especially for a bjorning to go west unlikely if he is a bjorning but what was he saying to her wasn't he saying that he was going to go west so his his she said he's going to go west across the river but you don't know how far west that would be mm-hmm. might just uh, be to make his living in that deserted area and not feel nobody goes there and he's a pretty good sort you know he might be a hermit-like existence over there. We just don't know. Yeah, okay. So maybe tomorrow it would be a matter of just checking the West Bank, just because there's uh, only a few trail. places it could be forded. Yeah, I mean, that you, you know that place is... It's got the name of the Wolf's Wood, which is why... That, that's probably why people don't go in it. The area between the Wolf's Wood and the Gladden Fields is very marshy. Um, that whole kind of confluence of the Gladden and the Anduin is very boggy land. There are people that live there, fisher, fishermen basically, very hardy folk, and they tend to live in houses on stilts, above, built above the water in the marshes there. Not bothered by much because who wants to go and fight people in swamps? But it's, again, going to be tough going if you travel further south and really than those, the Wolfwood, which is on on a rise. I'll give you a bit of information uh, about the West Anduin Vales. Not been there yet, but you kind of do remember this. So you, that's links now shareable for the West Anduin Vales. If you want to have a look at that, 
So they so, need to scout around tomorrow, aren't we? Yeah, I mean, Hathis, you do know that the the woodmen of uh, Woodmantown and Woodland Hall have sworn oath to the woodmen who live in Mountain Hall, which uh, is kind of between the high pass and mountain pass. So if he had contacts, he may have gone there because they have sworn oath to support each other and help each other in times of war. But that's a long shot. Hmm. Demographics, West Anglian Vales, because as, especially as you get close to the mountains, it's not unusual to to encounter orcs there. It's very it's very sparsely populated. And that's where we'll leave this rather lengthy episode. Next episode, we'll see us creep into the eerie wolf wood. Thanks for listening or watching. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for being you. Blech. Happy adventuring. Cheers. Catch you next time.